friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 86 of Dungeons, Dining, and Dorks. Welcome again, everybody. We're so glad that whoever's still listening is still listening. And if you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for for, uh, selecting our show we really appreciate it. Uh, it. Makes us very happy. First episode of 2024. Yeah, Happy New Year, y'all. Yeah. I'm cold. I, I was about to make a corny joke, but uh, considering we don't actually see people, uh, it wouldn't have made jokes, or it wouldn't have made sense. Wow, I can talk. I'm already doing great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So New Year, there's been stuff going on. It's and cold. um oh gosh where do we even want to start it's cold it's cold it is very cold pam is wearing a beanie and uh <laughs> yeah it, it i'm guessing it's kind of cold at it's the time cold. of this recording and in the morning it was minus eight degrees fahrenheit outside it's still minus it's still minus minus one right minus, me? minus anything is cold Minus anything yep. is cold. In Fahrenheit, you Canadians out there with your Celsius. <laughs> it's like, minus whatever, that's not cold. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't. We're talking Fahrenheit. Yes. And you know it's cold when it when Fahrenheit and Celsius agree. It's oh, not there yet. That's crazy cold. Yeah. It's, it's not there yet. <laughs> minus but... 40 degrees is when they yeah. meet. So, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, Pam, uh, I, were you, there's something on here. Were you doing this to keep warm, or was that's that's a good way to keep warm? <laughs> I'm uh, well. Um, okay, so I stopped by uh, a local Asian market and I saw these, and then I was like, "Oh, well, better late than never." So I got a couple of packets of uh, what's it called? Samyang. Is it Samyang? Samyang, uh, how do you say it? Bulldog? Bulldog? Yeah, the okay. red package? Yeah, the 2X two, two spicy is how they uh, <laughs> uh, market it. Um, and I know that there was this challenge. Several years uh, ago. Similar to like the spicy yeah. chip challenge. Yep. Except it was, this came first, I think, and it was mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Oh, you're talking about uh, like, was it the, the Doritos looking chip? Yeah, like that. Tortilla that... chip that's like. That comes in a like a it's a, a single box. chip in a box. It is a single chip in a box. It's the one chip challenge. Yeah, and I think you had to sign something saying, "Oh, the company is not liable yeah. for whatever is going to happen." Yeah, it's like powdered Carolina Reaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I yeah I tried this uh, spicy ramen, um, and and you're still alive. And it was good. it was actually. It was actually before the this deep freeze. I actually got it out of curiosity, and I wanted to say, "Hey, better late than never. Let me try it." So I bought a couple packages of it. My mistake. Um, and I did try one. And at the time, my boyfriend was sick, and I felt adventurous. I guess I was bored. <laughs> so I'm like, that's, so a, that's a good so way. So I made it, and I was expecting like a. Like ramen, like had the soup broth and 
Nope. The noodles. Actually, this didn't really have any broth. The sauce, it, it's more of like a sauce. Yeah. Than a this is more, I think it's Korean. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. Yeah. Yep. And so, and I really liked how they included sesame seeds in it. Yeah. Very good. Um, I did come equipped. I made sure that I had a glass of milk right next, next to me. <laughs> Got a glass of milk, a bowl of yogurt, and just for just for funsies, ice cream. <laughs> oh, yeah, the ice cream definitely fall. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I documented this for my... For science. Um, for science. <laughs> for science. And so... Um, <laughs> first bite i like the flavor okay and that all happened a second before the anxiety hit (laughs) (laughs) and then it was like i it i wouldn't dub it a slow burn because were you hiccuping it was it was was more like a oh this is nice oh now it's spicy it was just a slight delay (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> like, oh no! And then were tears bo- tears coming down? Oh yes! And my boyfriend was like, "Oh, are you okay?" And I'm like, "I am not sure." Because I was like, "Oh, this is this is." I think I made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but and then he was like, "Oh." Well, let me try. And I was like, mind you, he wasn't feeling the greatest. Let but me, let me try. I'm someone, sick. Yeah, but when someone like is like, oh, let me try, it makes me wonder if he's feeling better. So he tried it, and then, and then exact same thing. He was like, oh, this is spicy, and then he was in pain. Um, and he's like, why did they make it? So- make that so spicy and like i don't know but i'm um for some odd reason i'm eating it so you know um didn't the packaging sort of giving you a clue <laughs> when it said too x spicy yeah well no so. like the chicken the chicken picture with like flames coming out of its mouth a lot that- of these <laughs> a lot of these little mascots and packaging like that they lie like it is it is not spicy enough to feel like your mouth is on fire. This this Samyang is... Oh, this absor- is much more... This is spicy. Oh, yeah, but a yeah. lot of packaging that says something is spicy, it lies. Like, I just I just remember the packaging. It's red. That's one hint. The 2X is the second hint. And then the chicken with the flames coming out of its mouth. Okay, may I remind everyone, <laughs> we live in Minnesota. When we go to a restaurant and they say, Ooh, this is spicy. We yep. always have to ask like a series of questions, a questionnaire. Minnesota like, spicy. Versus... Is this <laughs> is this Minnesota spicy or is this from Minnesota? Spicy? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I have to remind myself this is a product of Korea, yeah. so when they say it's spicy, it's spicy. They mean it. Yeah. It it um, means basically you're eating lava. Yeah. Yes. But Every, I mean, everywhere else in Southeast Asia and East Asia, if they say it's spicy. It's spicy, except mean it, so. for the Philippines. <laughs> Fair. Just, just. Fair. I can, I can, I can, uh, I can get behind that through. Experience. And maybe, and maybe Japan. I haven't really tasted anything spicy in Japan. Wasabi. <laughs> well, that's it, that's that a, that's a really? water spice though. That's like because it it's, it's spicy and then it dissipates. 
but it goes straight for your nose. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it, it, it goes it, straight yeah, into it, your nasal cavity. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like, up to your brain. Japanese spicy is is supposed to be also incredibly spicy. Yeah, just yeah. in a different. It's a Wait. water. The thing about like spicy, like like capsaicin spicy, it's oil, so it sticks in your mouth. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Wasabi is is water based. It's a it's like a like plant based water base. So that's why it it goes off right away. Like it's it it turns on and shuts down. I did tell you like the first the first time I went to a sushi restaurant, I did yeah. not know what wasabi was. I thought that the paste that was located on the corner was like I don't know avocado or something or whatever <laughs> did <laughs> so you I was get... like, oh what's this granted i did take a little bite of it but only <laughs> of it so i'm like so you didn't accidentally then... give yourself a, a wasabi bomb like, yeah and so <laughs> the person i was with was like are you okay and i'm like that is anxiety in green form <laughs> i'm I don't know what to do because <laughs> I'm like, I'm afraid if I drank water, it might make things worse. I don't know if I should go to the bathroom and cry. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> the fortunately, wasabi clears quickly. Yeah. Anyway, it does. Yeah. So, so, so go on with your story, please. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's so granted. I had it's a fail. It's a fail. I could not finish. It, it was just way too spicy for me. I did manage to take eight or ten like bites of it wow that's amazing by the time no well by the time (laughs) i was eating more bread and drinking more milk than eating the actual noodles which you know (laughs) that's gonna cause its own problems right so uh unfortunately i failed but i could say hey i did try this and you know burn aside the flavor was good. <laughs> the flavor was good. The flavor was good. <laughs> so, so you still have that other packet that's just I, sitting there and taunting you, don't you? Yeah. I, the other package. And, I, I heard and... that the Carolina Sweet Reaper has like some sweetness to it that's actually pretty tasty, but I wouldn't know because I'm not insane enough to actually try Carolina Reaper. <laughs> um, so... I don't know. Uh, my boyfriend was like, well, why don't we try cutting the spice in half by just using half of it? And I was like, not sure if that will work. <laughs> no. No, it's no. just less sauce. It's just less sauce, so it becomes more bland. Okay. Yeah. Like there, so, there are very few things you can do to actually like cut the spice in, yeah. in the Samyang and, you know, still have it flavorful. Yeah. Like one of those, we added chicken to ours. You can add chicken. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can try adding chicken. Uh, I know that if, if you add like yogurt to it, you know, to make like a like a like a sauce sauce, like a like kind of a creamy sauce, like a creamy sauce, like either yogurt or like Crème Fraîche or something like that, it'll cut it down. Yeah, because like, dramatically. Because that's why milk helps at all is because it binds to the same receptors. Yeah. And knocks the capsaicin off. So if you if you add sort of mm. a a a creamy element to it, it'll help reduce the spice. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. It'll still be spicy. But it won't be nearly as it won't be I as say, spicy. I say otherwise keep the spice. I like the spice. It's just it's a bit overpowering yeah. for me. Otherwise, if you're too scared of it, I will eat it. 
She I ate. Do wanna, we bought a I five do... pack of this stuff, and she ate the whole five pack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. I do want to further further experiments for science. Yeah. I do want to take your advice and try 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 it, but you know, adding pro uh, adding chicken and yeah, making it more creamy. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, just uh. Probably just a regular plain yogurt yeah. is going to be your best bet. You don't want to uh, drink water, and as far as of course, is, and is and is what and whatever you do, do not start eating ice because it'll That's just water. it'll it'll, it'll, it'll mess up your brain. It'll confuse your brain, and then once it'll make the, things hurt. Once it'll, the no, yeah. yeah, once the the ice sort of like the coolness of the ice dissipates, your brain will like. The receptors will go like twice as hard. Okay. <laughs> just, Good to know. Just, just an FYI for yeah. those of you who want to try this for some crazy odd reason. And but. according to <laughs> MythBusters, uh, this is one that Edwin and I cannot try. But according to MythBusters, the better uh, solution for for your mouth burning from spice is actually like vodka. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Vodka. I don't have that. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. So like does a a <laughs> a a strong alcoholic beverage is a yeah. very Because it'll dilute the oil. It actually oh, it actually it breaks up the oil. It breaks it up. Yeah. So just yeah. okay. A a stiff drink it just it'll just take a little bit of it but apparently yeah. it'll cut it out and then yeah. I wonder if Don helps. You don't. Soul? You don't drink. <laughs> not drink soap. it. Not drink it. You do not <laughs> swish your mouth with soap. <laughs> You've never I mean, sworn at your parents be before. <laughs> I have never had my mouth washed off with soap. Okay. Sorry, Pam. <laughs> we were arguing about soap. <laughs> that is for the next episode. <laughs> um. But yeah. So. So yeah. That that was my story. I tried the spicy noodle challenge a couple years late. I failed, but I can say that I did it. it I, I would encourage it for you love spices, but for those but, of you but, who, sorry, go ahead. What? Um, and yeah, and for the for the second package, I will I will try to attempt uh, adding chicken and making the sauce creamier and yeah. seeing if it if I can then finish it. <laughs> Yeah, is one of one of the benefits of adding chicken is like you still get the chicken flavor that's supposed to be in the samyang. Yeah, mm. but it spreads it out over more material. Like yep. so, it spreads out oh, the sauce okay. over more material. And also, if you're deliberately splitting it between people, you don't have to worry about how much you still have left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one package goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was me, my boyfriend, and his kid. We still couldn't finish it. And I was like, ah. So, yeah. who's taking this to lunch tomorrow? <laughs> oh, boy. I took it to lunch. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, anyway, but seeing your story on the list reminded Edwin of something. Yeah, it did remind me of something. So, I've been getting into... Um, I was... So, for some reason, probably because a lot I watch a lot of, like, cooking shows on, on YouTube... Um, and 
one of them came out one of the one of the things that was recommended to me was this thing that's coming out from great britain uh a bunch of uh, a bunch of friends have the have this channel called sorted food and it is three what they call normies right normal people and then there's also two chefs that's on there two like bonafide restaurant uh restaurant chefs and the normies are are trying to cook uh like trying to learn how to cook like 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 actually cook good food based on what the chefs are teaching them Mm-hmm. And they have these challenges, like they have this thing called a relay challenge, where where one of they have to pick who goes first, and it's a mix between the normies and the chefs, and they don't know what they're cooking, um, or what the other person did, and they would have to go into the kitchen, cook a thing for a limited amount of time, usually ten minutes, and then they have to stop, and another person has to go into that kitchen figure out what the heck he just did. And somehow, some way out of it, they have to cook something edible. <laughs> and huh. and it is comp- it's just it's way too entertaining for its own good. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that reminded me is that they had they have this thing called Poker Face Challenge, where one of them was about spicy spicy food, spi- spicy okay. th- things. So. The point of it is, is that they have to eat this thing like that's spicy, and they cannot show any reaction. Any reaction. So it's, a, it's like a poker face; like they just cannot show a reaction. And one of them that they did was they went from like sriracha, which is like nothing, right? It's like right, yeah. It's not really anything. And they went all the way to the bomb and this was like the the sauce that's featured on hot ones the bomb it's like their last sauce that has like carolina reapers in it and all that stuff and then they made it into a into a bloody mary (laughs) yes and and because they're not supposed to show any reaction right and they had a tap out where it was there was a plate there was a tray with milk and yogurt, and they could tap out anytime. They had to do, they had to last for at least three minutes. It's just eating, <laughs> eating this food the entire time. Oh, eating for the entire time, right? They're just sitting there like talking and they're like, you know, trying to not show like tears are coming down their face, and, you know, and and you know they're they're like, I'm fine. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm fine, and you know, one of them didn't last 40 seconds until the, that person tapped out and he was running after the ice cream and like it's just they're way too entertainment entertaining for their own good and and uh it just i've been really he's been binge watching i've been been wa- binge watching these guys it's just insane i'm sorry uh what was the show called? it's sorted called, foods the channel's called sorted foods it's a it, they're they're based out of london in in the UK. S O R T E D foods. Yeah. Okay. And, and how did you watch it? I just came across it's on YouTube. Oh YouTube. And I oh, just okay. yeah, and I just 
came across the the channel through the algorithm my, said he'd like it. Yeah, the algorithm said he'd like it. Algorithms. Yeah, and the algorithm was correct. I did like it, and it, okay. yeah, and they have other they have other like challenges and shows and stuff like that. They've got like Chef versus Chef mystery box where they have to like figure out what to make based on what's in the mystery box. They have like a Chef versus Normie. Where the normie has to has to beat the chef out of a mystery box, and you know, and there's like there's like wow. handicaps to the chef because you're not gonna, you know, the chef has like 15 minutes to cook a thing versus the normie that has like 45 minutes to cook a thing. Mm, so okay. so they try to even out the playing field, and oddly enough, the last thing I saw was that the chef actually lost to the normie. Wow, which was surprising. the The chef wasn't very happy about it, but. <laughs> but yeah definitely too good for their own they're too entertaining for their own good most definitely <laughs> huh that's interesting i might have to check it out yeah on youtube well thank you edwin so, yeah there's a recommendal for you or recommend <laughs> oh yeah going with the going with your favorite podcast yeah. term yeah <laughs> so angela Angela, Angela bought a thing and she dragged me along to go buy this <laughs> thing because we already had a thing, but apparently it wasn't the correct thing. What's the thing? What is this thing, Angela? It's a spinning wheel. You have a spinning wheel? It is a spinning wheel. Uh, so we actually have two spinning wheels technically. The problem was the one that I had, the one that I already had, that I wanted to try spinning yarn on. It turned out it was purely decorative. Like, yes, it had uh. all the parts. Um, and yes, it, it looked fully functional. Yes, it moved. But it was never intended for any actual spinning. Oh, that's like, a shame. Yeah. So, like, like, anyone who knows a spinning wheel... And it was that certain parts are supposed to spin freely. Yeah. Okay. And this one, the one that I already had, the flyer could spin freely, but the spool, where the yarn actually builds up as you go, it could not spin freely. And it never would be able to because it bumped up against the flyer. It was not made correctly. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, so that was, like, yes, if you were holding it, you could spin it around, but you, it would not spin freely on its own. It just never would be able to. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're also supposed to be able to remove the spool from the flyer assembly. But there's a little piece on the end called a whorl. Um, you're supposed to be able to take that off of the that part so that you can get the spool on and off. Right, yeah. And that was essentially fused in place. Oh. Yeah, so you so, couldn't take the spool off. Yeah, I <clears throat> I could not get the spool off. I yep. eventually uh I eventually did get the whirl off, but that's because I broke it. <laughs> oh, whoops. Oh, she broke it. <laughs> yeah, I I I broke it. Um I found a place in Anoka uh not too far from our place yeah the yeah. like i i had bought some wool i i'd stumbled across it and i'd been wanting to try to spin 
spin my own yarn for a while. I was like, okay, well, I'll see what they've got there. Um, so I bought some wool to practice with. It's like, well, I've got this wool and I'm not, I know I'm not good with a drop spindle, which apparently some people who spin wool find it a lot easier to use a drop spindle after they've been using a spinning wheel because they've already got control of the, the wool and stuff. Mm. Uh, so I, I was talking to the lady. She's like, yeah, bring, bring your wheel down. We'll show you how to use it. And when I figured out, oh, this one is only for decorative purposes. I've, I've, like, I brought the flyer assembly into to her to see if there was any way I could just replace that part or, you know, figure out a way to make it u usable. And she's like, oh, that, that, that is never going to be usable. And you, you can't, you cannot interchange that part on spinning wheels. Like, they are all, like, made specifically for their own brands. Oh. So, so she suggested, like, she actually sells spinning wheels. She sells, she sells mm. a very specific brand of them. That's, like, she's that's, kind of the dealership for them. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And they're high-end yeah. spinning wheels. <laughs> so what she, what she was saying to me, instead of trying to sell me one of her spinning wheels, she's like, okay, if you're just wanting to learn, if you're just gonna, wanting to try it out, what you want to do is you want to look for this specific brand, which was not her brand. She said, look for this specific brand on on websites that's that where people sell their stuff like you know marketplace list i'm not going to say the websites because i don't want to advertise for them because they're big enough companies as they are online yeah. online classifieds yeah pages. online ca classifieds that. yeah online so classifieds she was like you're going to find a spinning wheel for a lot cheaper there if you're if you're just wanting to try it out and you want to look for this brand this style because that's gonna be a workhorse if you decide you like it that's that's gonna be the way you want to go and you'll be able to sell it again real easy if you if you decide you don't want to take up the hobby yeah hmm, okay uh, but yeah so she was she was very friendly and i i i will say anoka fiber works it, that is the place i went to she is great um, not a sponsor of the show. Not a sponsor of the show, but I <laughs> like her shop is full of all kinds of yarns. Like it, she is not a yarn shop. Some of her some of her vendors do sell some of their yarn, but like she's she her shop specializes in the raw materials like yarn dyes, like yeah. loom pieces, haircut shavings from sheep, and I guess her. <laughs> Her husband actually, uh, like, has has a little bit of a business where he uh, he will make custom parts for people if they've got an antique if they've got an antique uh, spinning wheel. He will he will create new parts for them. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it it is spendy because again, antique parts. He's having to basically recreate them from yeah. scratch, and it's yeah. hand it's done. Wood, yeah, woodworking. Yeah. yeah. Handmade woodworking, so it is kind of expensive. But again, he has that service in case someone's got like a spinning wheel that they are just in love with. Yeah. Or if they've got an heirloom spinning wheel that they just want to fix or whatever. Like if yeah. mm -hmm. and they they make drop he makes drop spindles for the stop. Oh. So so they do have some handmade drop spindles. Um <clears throat> Yeah, and she was so friendly and so helpful. Like pointing out, like okay, these wools over here, 
are what you want to look at when you're starting out. You want it to have these qualities. You want it to feel nice in your hands. Like, t telling me what to look for in the wools before I've bought anything. <laughs> um, she's like, like, these ones over here, they are very, very pretty, but you don't even want to look at those until you've got experience. And if you start looking at ones that, that you shouldn't be working with, I will let you know. <laughs> but, yeah. It's but she okay. she was yeah. she was great to work with, um, and so yeah, <laughs> I have a now functioning spinning wheel. Uh, yeah. We went into downtown Minneapolis to for the this Weavers one. Guild. <laughs> to the Weavers Guild, they we went to the. Ooh. Did you know that there's guilds? In I did <laughs> seriously. It was like, oh, really? Is that next to is that next to the to the uh, to the Arcanist Guild or? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe it's next to the there's a to crochet, the paladin guild. There's a crochet guild. There's a knitters guild. There's the Jeez, weavers guild. It's like, like Dungeons and Dragons. I'm telling you. <laughs> so there, there are crafters guilds in the cities. I, I um, had no idea. Yeah. So I got, I saw one of the spinning wheels online. Uh, I bought that spinning wheel, uh, and we brought it home. Got it set up. Got it oiled. We're probably going to have to keep oiling it quite a bit because I think it's been a while since it was it's oiled, and old. I think the previous owner probably was trying to learn and having a hard time of it because it had wool all over already on one of the spools that and came it with was, it. <laughs> it looked and the so bobbin, the bobbin was was backwards. Yeah, and we were trying to figure out why why we were having the trouble. Drive belt kept falling off. Yeah. Oh. So, and, but yeah, we we did some research to get yeah. it. To get it functioning, um, we still have some issues, which I'm gonna have to take it back to Anoka Fiberworks uh, to have them help me figure out where I'm going wrong with it. It's hard. Uh, it is tricky. Spinning is hard. Yeah, we've we've been having to look at several YouTube tutorials, but she said yeah. that at any time, like during their work during their open hours, I am welcome to drag my spinning wheel down there and get pointers, um, get practice. Yeah. Uh, there. The Weavers Guild has classes on, on spinning too. Apparently, yeah. So, yeah. I had no idea that spinning and weaving were like, like simpatico with each other. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Ab they are absolutely simpatico because if you're if you're doing custom loom work, you're gonna want custom yarn so that so that you can have interesting textures and all that. So, yeah. yeah, they they go very much hand in hand. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, this this lady said that you know. These are the busy days where we usually have a group here doing their own thing, but you can bring your you can bring your spinning wheel down anytime that we're open, and there'll be someone here happy to help you figure out what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what you can do better, and just help you get the qualities in your yarn that you're looking for. And so, yeah, at some point I'm gonna have to drag it down there so I can yeah. you know, get Ivan get experience. Get, you know, get experienced people giving me pointers. <laughs> I even tried spinning myself. Yeah. And, and you did not do bad. Mainly because I heard, right? And one of the things I'm trying to do this year is to be better at my, my mental health, right? Right? Trying to get, trying to do all that stuff. What I found out was that spinning is very zen. It can, it can be very good meditation. And... <laughs> That's what I. That's what I. I was hearing, especially on these YouTube 
videos that we've been watching on how to freaking do this, right? Mm -hmm. What they didn't tell us was that in order to get to the Zen, you have to go through the extreme frustration first. (laughs) So the extreme frustration is frustrating. Just, Just trying to learn how to do it. I'm hoping to get to the Zen part sometime soon. <laughs> so, yeah, Edwin so. is taking it up with me, so <laughs> it's it's. And by the way, just just to point out, whoever, first of all, Disney lied to me. <laughs> okay, Disney lied to me. The spindle on the spinning wheel. Sleeping Beauty <laughs> pricks her finger on the spindle of the spinning wheel and falls asleep. There is no sharp, pointy object on a spindle on a spinning wheel. And that, then when I was... reviewed the video of the sleeping of, of the Sleeping Beauty, that that part of it, mm-hmm. of the thing, it's supposed... it was the distaff. That's not a spindle. That's the distaff, and the distaff is basically what holds like flax. Yeah, if if you've got something with extremely long fibers, you've yeah. got to have something there to hold it for hold you. For you, and the one that they show. On the on the Disney Sleeping Beauty movie was the distaff, not the spindle, and I still don't understand why that distaff has a sharp pointing object to it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I still the, don't understand. The video where you saw that it was like you don't ever want something sharp and pointy on the end of a like if you're if this. If the distaff is one that's attached to the machine, you do not want something pointing at it because you're going to bend over and it's too much of a risk to actually poke your eye on it. Like, Oof. you would never have yeah, something or pointy there. Or impale yourself on it. Like, just, <clears throat> like seriously, like, like, so I'm like, what is, you know, like, and I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there like trying to figure out, okay, so if there was a spinning wheel involved and apparently like, a- like the great wheels, these huge, humongous, like, spinning wheels, right? They're huge. Or, like, the ones that you find, like, in, like, in, in Pioneer Days, you know. Like, they have a pointy spindle, right? Mm-hmm. But it's covered. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what, you know. Why? Why it, Disney's been lying to me? <laughs> according to this video, like they actually did some research into it, and the thing that uh, poked Sleeping Beauty's finger, it was actually a little fiber, a flax fiber that got yes. under her fingernail. That, that. Okay, act. that's more believable. That's more believable because fiber is <laughs> like fiber. It's like uh, hairstylists apparently occasionally get the, get these uh uh like ouches between their fingers where it's basically these sharp hairs manage to dig their way in, yeah. in between the fig- fingers and yeah. it it looks very much like a a a a uh like a paper blackhead cut? yeah oh black oh yeah it looks very much like a back a blackhead between the fingers it's like yeah it's it's Oof. yeah and, yikes and rumple silkskin also i can't figure out how he spins Spinning hay. flax into gold? No, it was a, it was hay. I thought it was hay. Hay into gold. Oh, turn yeah, spinning straw to gold. Straw to gold. How do you do that? I can't figure it out. Okay. Oh, by it, the way, that 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 show, the Rumble Silkskin one, right? He was spinning it on the wheel itself. That's not right. That 
I think that's where the fantasy part comes in. So, so wait, which 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 show you are you talking about? What was it like the what was that? A lot of cartoons like I think you're thinking Looney Tunes where they Maybe. A lot of a lot of cartoons where they have someone using a spinning wheel. It's it's <laughs> spinning the yarn onto the wrong part of the spinning wheel. Yeah. And it's basically Because who has time for accuracy? <laughs> well, it's also people who were drawing People who were making the cartoons back then had never actually seen a spinning, spinning wheel, wheel in use. Work. Yeah, so. Tis, tis. Anyways, it's Glad cool. Do your homework. It's old timey. <laughs> the spinning wheel looks cool. I always like like old mechanical things, and this is probably like one of the most analog things that we have <laughs> in the house, and it sounds analog. There's like a there's a really nice sound to it. Um, but it's, it's one of those things I think that, like, what was it? Our old, our, our fake, our fake spinning wheel mm-hmm. was always been a talking piece at our house. Like mm-hmm. people would come in, you know, oh, you have a spinning wheel. Do you actually use it? No. Well, no, because it's fake. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's. The previous one was not usable, but now we have one that is usable, and we are both using it. Yeah. Well, I sincerely hope that uh, now that you got a working spinning wheel, that I hope uh, you and Edwin can uh, go along in this adventure of ha- having and using a spinning wheel, because I don't, I really don't anyone else can say that. <laughs> well, I need to get to Zen, or else this is going to be very short. So. <laughs> Edwin's, Edwin's uh, he is, journey to Zen via spinning wheel. He, he is still unwilling to learn how to knit or crochet, which could also be very much a mindful meditation practice. Uh, for me, it's it's actually kind of a, a stem or fidget, depending on the day. Mm. But <laughs> No, she can do that. That's fine. Well... <laughs> keep us, yeah, keep us updated with, with that. Next thing you know, we're gonna have sheep in the house. <laughs> no, 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 no. The city of Coon Rapids would not know. allow that. Or we're gonna be growing flax in the backyard. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a crop that would not be allowed at a residential house either. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> um. Oh, I got some. I got some news. Yeah. What's okay? What is. What is Wizards up to this time? So That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. So What is Wizards this up came to this up time? A couple days ago, this came up on my feed. And this was actually a article from Polygon. <clears throat> and apparently what's happening is that so you know how okay so we talked about <coughs> ai generated art mm-hmm. we had a previous episode we were talking about that and whether or not you know was it a good thing was it a bad thing and angela had uh I, few words to say i i have strong opinions <laughs> strong, strong opinions okay um so this was when wizards of the coast were banning people from using AI generate art. Spe- specifically their own artists. To their own artists, right? To submit we, art. We covered this in a past episode, right? Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, okay. But yeah. there's further developments, apparently. Oh, boy. So, why can't I get to this? 
Okay. Anyways. Okay, so apparently... Um... Wizards of the Coast have been caught using AI-generated art. <laughs> after, after, after their own ban. After their own ban. Uh, so, what's up with that? And Angela. I, I am so very disappointed in them right now. I, I am so very disappointed that like they ban AI from being used in their own art and and then they go and use it again. And like this there are a lot of there are a lot of artists getting very upset at comp large companies, very large companies using AI to advertise their products when they have enough money to hire artists to create the art with their product. Yeah. And like like these are these are companies that advertise to artists. Like yeah. uh they Wacom also used AI for one of their advertisements. And they advertised specifically to artists they're a big enough company and that like they could hire artists to use their product to create art which would be like that that would be like selling points for them you know kind of community points for in their favor if they used artists like if they paid artists using their products to create their advertisements that would be a a selling point and and you know, basically brownie points for the company, but mm -hmm. they had this this image of a dragon for an advertisement, and people were looking at it like, "What is going on with the tail there?" Like that is definitely AI generated because no real human artist would do a dragon tail like that. Oh, weird. Like, there, and just like, there are so many artists that are so mad about these AI getting used because, like, they're basically their art. If they're if they're posting their art online, their art is being stolen to feed these bots. And there, there's a <clears throat> oh, what what is the uh, Mid Journey, uh, <clears throat> Mid Journey was uh, uh, using as their defense that they had no way of knowing what artists had their art used for their for their AI for creating art, right? And it was discovered that Mid Journey had a list of artists whose artwork was fed into their AI. They had a list of everybody that like everybody whose art was fed into their ai they had a list of all of them yeah and they were saying that they didn't <clears throat> excuse me i think several of like the well-known like cart like uh online cartoon artists excuse me were uh <clears throat> um were caught up in this um like this the ai generated like the the collection of it 
but I mean, it's still an issue. Just to give just to give uh, proper credit here. So this came out from Polygon.com by Ollie Welsh, January eighth, twenty twenty four, and the um, Wizards of the Coast actually responded to it. So this image, right? If you go into their website, they have an image here that it, it looks like a promo with a bunch of Magic the Gathering cards and a Steam, like a Steam gauge sort of looking thing and um this image was actually on on X Twitter X yeah <laughs> by the official Magic the Gathering account on John it was actually deleted. <laughs> they actually deleted this. Um but as we know internet you know if once you post it on the internet it's never going away. Yep. Um, right. And the moment you try to hide it, the Barbara Streisand the Barbara Streisand effect comes in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's bad. So it shows five magic cards resting on a valve-powered device next to a pressure gauge in a brass and wood-filled steampunk laboratory setting. This is off from the from the article. Uh, many fans were quick to point out elements in the image that bore the hallmarks of a generative AI, in particular difficulty rendering fine details in a consistent way. Like around bunches of cables, for example, or, or on dials of the pressure gauge. Um, and Wizards of the Coast acknowledged uh, acknowledge this. And they, they say, uh, we understand the confusion by fans given the style being different than the card art, but we stand by our previous... Previous statement, the publisher replied in another since-deleted post, this art was created by humans and not AI. Um, so they were denying it. <laughs> and then later on, while the art came from a vendor, this is, they deleted that post and created <clears throat> this new post. While the art came from a vendor, it's on us to make sure that we are living up to our promise to support the amazing human ingenuity that makes magic great. We already made clear that we were we require artists, writers, and creatives contributing to the magic TCG to refrain from using AI generative tools to create final magic products. Now we're evaluating how we work with vendors on creative beyond our products, like these marketing images, to make sure that we are living up to those values. Um, they sent a separate statement. We can't promise to be perfect in such fast evolving space, especially with generative AI becoming standard in tools such as Photoshop. But our aim is to always come down on the side of human made art and artists. So, okay. All right. I do have my own opinions on the Photoshop AI portions, but like the AI for Photoshop was never intended to create whole images. No. It, it was it was intended to enhance images that were already being created and mm -hmm. to create specific elements. But it was never meant to <clears throat> it, it was never meant to create entire images. I've <laughs> never tried Photoshop AI. I there is an AI element to Lightroom which I use quite extensively. And the only reason why it's in a in Lightroom is to get rid of blur, right? Or 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 non-focused areas, or unfocused areas. Yeah, that that is something that that takes forever to correct if you're using Photoshop. Yeah, it takes forever to correct. And tr and for me, 
it's a lifesaver because sometimes you can't get that shot, you know, or you want to, you know, like, it's, no matter how fast you're moving your camera or, like, how fast your shutters are on a camera, you know, sometimes it will just blur out, you know. So, it saves shots, but you have to use it very sparingly because it does look pretty yeah, once, once generous. If you're, if you're heavy-handed on it, yeah, yeah it's going to be obvious. It's going to be obvious. <clears throat> so... And and uh, there are just some things that AI just cannot do. It is like, for example, uh, the the play by post that I participate with. Uh, we decided to have fun and see if AI could could create our characters, right? Like, okay, you put in a description. Uh, sometimes you have to get a little more specific with parts of the description. And some parts, no matter how precise you are in the description, it will still get it wrong. I, I described Pepper, and I, and you know, I was able to get decent gen, decent pictures generated of her, but I had to get very specific on on like her coat style. I, I had to sell it specifically like 1760s frock coat made of blue and yellow brocade. Brocade, however you want to talk, call it. Like, I had to tell it very specifically, and even then the details weren't quite right. Hmm. But I got something similar to her, and they, they decided to give halfling super long elf ears. Like, that is not halfling. Anyway. <laughs> I then went to, and tried to, I tried to describe Nubbins, who, is, who has been renamed Guffing. Guffing? Okay. Guffing. <laughs> I tried to describe Nubbins to the AI. Holy cow, it was so bad. Yeah, it, oh looked, boy. Pretty, it looked pretty bad. You there showed was, me this. There was one of them. It was like, okay, one tusk. Because <laughs> I tried to describe it like as, as half human, quarter orc, quarter elf. It decided, okay, we'll put in some elf, some orc, and diagram it. I... Oh boy! So, like, the the bottom left jaw was orc, so it had one tusk and uh, super pointy ears. And like, I tried to say, like, okay, he's got little tiny horns, like at his hairline. It decided to put the horns at his ears, like on the tips of his ears, and and like, okay, very small tusks. You know, the one the one sticking out of his lip, but it also put tusks. On the earlobes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't understand. So, so that that was messed up. Um, I tried to refine it further. One of the images had the tusks coming out of his nose. Ew! It's pretty. It's pretty bad. Yeah, like I. Oh, yeah. The, one of them had decided. Oh, oh, elephant tusks. So they were pointing downward. So. <laughs> In, in my in my opinion, I'm glad the AI messes up because that <clears> means <throat> that there are still signs that generative AI is yeah you know, like AI is making images. But at the same time, you know, I kind of like I wish it kind of didn't progress any further just because there's some rot issues with it and the fact that. You know, 
it's one of those things where I get I get very I get very like I get pretty nervous when it gets closer and closer to ge- to generalize <clears throat> AI. And this is just like one step of it. But that's a that's a thing for another different day. Right. <laughs> to talk about. But I just feel I just feel like bad for the artists that are still with wizards. Yeah. It makes me not want to be there. Oh uh, yeah, there like there there are some there are some pretty bad issues still happening at wizards yeah. and it's going to take them a long time to actually get it to be a yeah. company that's friendly to the artists, friendly to the communities that they yeah. that they claim it's- to to support it's mm-hmm. it's hard so these companies it's it's really hard for them to actually change what is it change the culture change the culture change, change the, the practices yeah it changed like it's gonna take it? they had to fire a bunch of people at blizzard because of certain things like this you know yeah and yeah. and it, it took it took <clears throat> the power of microsoft yeah microsoft <laughs> when they bought blizzard right when things actually started to change. I don't know how far it's changed, you know? But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where where people got fired and people were cheering on people who left. And they brought in old players like Chris Metz and in, in Blizzard to change the environment, to change the way they did things. And so mm-hmm. it's uh it's hard. It's yeah. Change it's- is very hard for companies to do. Yeah, it's because like when when they need to change something, it's it's got to be pervasive. It's got to be complete and fast. And yeah. a lot of companies are very slow at it. It takes a very very long time to to repair their relationship with the communities and 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 the fans. Does, does this make you kind of step back and? just think on like do i really want to continue a lot of supporting a lot this, of people you know a lot of people have um yeah but again the the community the ttrpg community um <clears throat> like there there are some parts of it that are saying like like if you if you want to leave uh Dungeons and Dragons as your system of choice, that is completely your choice. It is mm-hmm. also your choice uh, whether you you continue so, to support them while they're trying to change. This are your choice uh, whether you opt to only buy third party stuff until yeah. you get like proof of change from the company because these third these third-party creators, like, when Wizards messes up, it affects all those small third-party creators all down the line because they are, they are also, like, trying to create for the community. And, like, they know the system. They love the system. They're trying to create for it and trying to create, you know, positive things for it. But they get hurt when Wizards messes up. So a lot of the a lot of the TTRPG community is like, if someone says that they are staying with the system, do not crap on them for it. Yeah, it's not their it's yeah. not their fault. That- yeah, it it's not their right. fault that Wizards yeah. has changed because you know there are people who still genuinely love the game. 
Yeah. They can be mad at Wizards. They can hate Wizards of the Coast and still love the game. Yeah. Yeah. So Which they makes... could, they could switch to buying all their books secondhand. Yeah. So that the you know the small books the small bookshops are still making money yep. from the game. Oh. The the people who are deciding to leave the game, they're making their money back and they can still continue the game. Yeah. Like there are other ways to get yeah. your books if you don't want to support Wizards of the Coast. There are still other ways to support content creators. Yeah. If you don't want to support Wizards of the Coast, there's yeah, a group yeah. I know. So, there's a group I know that <clears throat> that they were playing Five E, right? And one of them just happened to come across. I think it was like a like a half price books or something like that. Mm-hmm. They found the what like a like a like a first edition um, first edition Dungeons Masters guide, right? <clears throat> from the from the original like 1980s. Um, like, you know, and a bunch of other books that were pretty cheap, like Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. And he got a group together to play this. Right? Just to play it. Okay. Because it was so, you know, like, you know, it's one of those things where, where, you know, they want to know, like, how it was played before, you know, like its original, its origin story, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> right? And he bought a bunch of books. Um, on the on the original Dungeons and Dragons systems, and he still plays it. <laughs> like he and his group still play it, right? And yeah, there might be like a little bit of copying and stuff because you know it's only one book, right? Like how, even the it's player out of, out of print. It's so, out of print. Yeah, and when it's players, out of print, then there's then the then the copyright yeah. uh, issues get a little fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, but the player like <laughs> yeah. the player sheets are different. They're crazy different from what we see them today, mm-hmm. right? And like a lot of it, like, um, was pretty like, you know, like I don't know if there was even like a if they had to make one or it was just basically instructions on how to make a character. But it was like they weren't even using it, you know. Like it was just so it was different from how we know Five E today. So. And that has nothing to do with Wizards. I mean, that was back in the days when it was, they were, you know, like, it had nothing to do with Wizards of the Coast. Right? Right. They had nothing, you know, this is, they were still making it, like, what, Illinois or something like that? Like, Gary Gygax's name is still on there and everything. So, it's, it's like that. I mean, you don't have to feed into Wizards of the Coast to play Dungeons and Dragons. We've got to remember, mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons is far preceding Wizards of the Coast. Right, so it's. I would say, if you don't want to support Wizards of the Coast, you don't really have to. Right, right. you don't have to buy. You can go buy your 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 figurines from WizKids or something. Yeah, and you know, and there's enough people mm-hmm. mad enough mad about Wizards enough to go and sell all their books. By all means, go buy the books from the people who are mad and rage quitting. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You, that way you can still play, but you're not giving your money to Wizards. Exactly. Right. Remember, only new things go to the company that makes it. If you buy it used. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then you can still you can still keep with the game and yeah. not support Wizards. Yeah, that's why I dread the day when, when Wizards of the Coast actually creates 6th edition. Because that's really the only way they can actually make more money, essentially. You like, in the very... Like in a like in a very major way is 
they stop printing 5e and they're going to 6e. Mm. Yeah, so everybody's going to buy new Dungeon Master's Guides and player handbooks and I, monster I think there will be... I think right now it's too risky for them to try yeah, such a move because yeah. they have been... Yeah. They have been messing up with the community so bad. I mean, they've been flirting yeah. with it though for the past for the past year. Yeah. Yeah. But they have they've made so many missteps that if they were to try to come out with a sixth edition right now, I think there would be enough people like, no, we're not buying yeah. that. I think they would lose a lot of money. Yeah. There's other systems than Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, there's. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So right right now, a sixth edition would be too big of a risk. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyways, that's the story. Um, get with it, uh, <laughs> Wizard of the Ghost. You know, make sure that you're true to to your policies, even within the, within of yourself. So I'm, I hope that I hope that they are really restricting a ban on AI generative art because there's nothing like. I like art that comes out. It's one of the things that really attracted me to, to Dungeons & Dragons, the art. I mean, even like the old art. Um, I forgot yeah. what, what publisher that was, but it's just excellent. You can, you know, I I still want pick, I, I still want like posters of, of Dungeons & Dragons art like in the, in the nerd room. Yeah. <laughs> there is. And there is something a little bit um, soulless about AI generated art. <laughs> so, yeah, take that as you will. Yep. All right, so let's talk about food. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay, so our most recent restaurant escapade took us to. West Indies Soul Food. Where was that again? Gosh, I can still taste it. St. Paul uh, on University Avenue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. First thing, uh, there is almost no seating in the place. Yes. Yes. There's one table. We got lucky. And one yeah. table only. Yeah. We we got lucky. But uh, that that is the first thing uh, I think that we need to note. it. So if you want to try this place... You are going to want to order it as takeout. Yeah. Uh, so or delivery. Takeout or delivery. But I think you're going to want to try this place. It's good. It's well worth it. Yeah. It, it, it really was. Uh, Pam, what did you have? I don't have my... I, I got, I got oh, a no. copy of the menu, but I forgot to bring it into the room. Go grab it. Go grab it. Okay. Is it on the table? It's on the. <laughs> it's, oh, it's in recording. the kitchen. It's, it's in the kitchen. The kitchen. Okay. Hey, hey, oh, yeah. Here we go. Three, two, <laughs> one. Okay, we're back, and we brought the menu with us this time. I have a menu. Uh, Pam, you had you had apparently the calypso chicken. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure on the name, but yes, I got the calypso chicken. Um, it. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the entries, entrees. Sorry, entrees. The entries uh, typically go with. <laughs> rice and beans red beans and rice yeah red beans and rice and yep. then you had uh, a couple of choices for sides i got the caribbean cabbage i believe that sounds um, right yep uh this was one that was not marked as spicy because i wasn't really feeling it that night 
But I was able to also order their lemonade. Yes. Um, first off, that lemonade was really good. Yeah. It wasn't too sugary. It wasn't too lemony. Yeah. I know it, was, it wasn't sugary. There, there was something floral about it because I got the lemonade too. There's something floral yeah. about it, and it was just nice. It was really nice, and I would uh, like. I think that would pair well with their with their spices. Um, so the calypso chicken isn't spicy. There's just a little bit of kick, but not enough to call it spicy. Um, I really liked it. It, it went really well, uh, especially on a winter day um the red the 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 red beans and rice was also a good pairing i i like their their cabbage it wasn't soggy um it paired well with everything else on the plate um i think yeah so the calypso chicken is basically chicken with sweet potatoes in like a um it's a very uh just a mellow sauce I think it, I I really liked mine, and so, the reheat value that is the little that I had, thanks to my boyfriend that says that he wasn't hungry but he ate like most of your leftovers. Of the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hungry. Yum yum I'm yum, hungry. yum yum yum. I'm not really hungry. I'm not. <laughs> Just... Apparently, it was that good to him that he, he wanted yep. to eat it in spite of not being hungry. <laughs> He even sampled the lemonade, and he's like, "Ooh, that was nice." So, even he, even I, even the boyfriend was like, "Yep, I approve." And I was like, "Well, I didn't. Thank you, I guess." But even the the reheat value of it, it, yes. it retained its uh, flavor. Oh yeah. So that yes. was good. Did you know that's the the red beans and rice? Um, I don't know about you, but. It was like Filipino size. Like seriously, like it was. A, there was a lot of red beans, and like there was a lot of rice. Like it was like taking half of the, like like half of the of the platter. Like uh, they weren't skimping out on that. At yeah, all. It, it 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 was a good portion. Um, <laughs> Edwin, what what are you talking about? Your meal then, the Indo fusion curry chicken. Okay. Ooh. So this was. It was curry. It was definitely had the curry taste to it. So I could taste like, like there was a bit of cumin in there. There was a bit of, um, um, oh, what do you call it? Um, turmeric that was in there mm. for sure. Like it, it had like the, the spice blends that you wouldn't think of when it comes to like, like a, like a, like a curry masala almost. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly where the Caribbean comes in. That was the thing that threw me off. Because it mm -hmm. kind of tasted like curry, what I would get from from an Indian restaurant. Essentially. Hmm. So, um, but it wasn't like spicy. It wasn't Indian spicy at all. Um, I forgot how many how many peppers it was talking about it was like it one was, pepper it was just one one pepper yeah so it wasn't supposed to be it was now it to be fair it did actually have a little bit of spice but you ate it after you took a bite of my chicken yes i did take a bite of your chicken yeah but it was it was good 
I had no complaints about it. It was great. The red beans and rice. I thank you for not skimping out on it and not doing what I call like, like the Perkins style serving. <laughs> uh, right. So. You you I believe you got it with plantains. Yes. How how are they? Plantains. Come on. Just plantains. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm you know if there's plantains on the menu, I'm gonna get plantains. It's, it's the Filipino thing to do. Um, <laughs> uh, it didn't really taste like plantains. What did it, it taste was, like then? It was like bananas. Oh. It looked. It had more of a bananas consistency to it, like how you would fry bananas. Because plantains are harder. They're more starchier. Oh. Right? This was not that. This was like what I would say is more banana-ish than plantains. Okay. Which is fine. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't gonna complain, you know. To, to be fair, they, they were, like, I, I had a bite of them. They were starchier than a little starchier than regular bananas. They did have a, a strong banana flavor to them. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like they look like got the baby bananas. You know how you get those in like in, in Asian markets. Mm-hmm. You know, like those yeah. smaller variety bananas. Not the, not the, not the Cavendish. Let's go to the, you know. Yeah, so, it, they could have just been uh, a different, a different variety of plantain than what you're than what it you could usually have been, consider. I, it just tasted more banana, like fried banana to me. But again, okay. I'm not complaining because I <clears throat> ate up that thing and it was excellent. It was good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the right amount of sugar on there, the right amount of, amount of like, you know, like browning and everything. It was it was excellent. And again, like, I don't know if they were actually plantains or bananas. I have no idea. But nevertheless, it come, you know, they, it was good. And the only thing I had a complaint about for, for the curry was that I wasn't expecting bone. (laughs) Um. And it had, it had like tiny bits of bone in it Mm. in some of the pieces um, I didn't realize that until I started eating it halfway through when I accidentally bit on the bone. And so that was a kind of a surprise to me. I didn't know, you know, um, so, but still the taste was good. The red beans and rice was good. The lemonade was excellent. Like it wasn't overly sweet, which was yeah quite a pleasant taste. Um, what else? Oh, are we talking about the desserts? Not yet. Hold okay. on, hold on, hold on. Let Angela <laughs> Okay, so share. Angela, why don't you go ahead? All right. I had the reggae-style jerk chicken, uh, which is one of the spicier items on the menu. Uh, oh, that was so good. Um, the portions are very large, so I still have a little bit left over because it was like three pieces yeah. of chicken, and I... That might be gone today. <laughs> it likely will be, but yeah, um, but yeah, it did have a kick to it, and it, 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 okay, it, it did to have some actual grilling going on. There was yeah. some actual open flame going on because yeah. there, there was there, char. There was yeah, there was char. It had a smoky flavor to it. Yeah. It was so good. Um, okay, I would have rather. I think I would have rather had that than my dish. Quite honestly, because I had a taste of Angela's. It was good. He had he had <laughs> dinner envy. I did have a little bit of dinner envy. Uh, 
but yeah, it, it was so good. There was, there was lots of flavor. Um, the spice was one that, uh, the heat of it kicked in a little bit after you started eating it. So okay. like the, the first couple of bites, like the, the first bite itself was just full on chicken grill, uh, and seasonings. And then, uh, after a little bit, then the spice started kicking in to make me happy. So, yeah. <laughs> Angela was happy. Angela was a very happy camper. And I had the <laughs> collard greens as the side. Um, like, keep in mind, the only other time I'd ever had collard greens up until that point, they had been bitter. Oh. Like, the, like the, the other place that I'd had them was bitter. These collard greens... They were good. Yeah. Like, okay. They like, cooked them. Yeah, they 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 cooked them right. Yeah. Just like there was a lot of flavor to them. Yeah. Like they were definitely intended to let the the flavor of the greens come through themselves. Yeah. Um, however, they prepared them was before they even got the seasoning in there. The whatever they did to them before that was probably what kept them from getting bitter. But oh yeah. But it's, one of the things about collard greens, if you don't cook them like completely, they're like kale. <clears throat> Right. Yeah. If you have, if you ever had raw kale, it's it's bitter, right? And if you don't cook them thoroughly, like like you know, they they still have a bit of a bitter taste. It's almost like they really cooked, like they they like like they sautéed them or something. Like, are they like? Yeah. There was something. Yeah. I I don't know if it was just my imagination, but there was something a little buttery to them, and just like. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, they were so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they this place has restored my my uh, belief in collard greens <laughs> as as a as a delicious side. Yeah. Like I'd heard of people loving collard greens, and the last my last experience is like, yeah, why would anybody really want to eat these? Uh, th- these these collard greens have made me understand. Yeah. Okay. So, I like, good. Yeah, I liked to me. One of the telltale signs that this place is good, right? Number one, they withstood the green line construction, which a lot of restaurants around there, around the area, didn't survive. Yeah. Right? And which is people who who are not from Minneapolis, St. Paul, the green line construction is like their light rail, and it went straight through University Avenue, which was like... A bunch of restaurants existed there beforehand, and now they're all of a sudden a lot of them are gone, including, um, including two Filipino restaurants. One of them actually moved <laughs> near Pam. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, and the other one was just they completely closed, and they survived that. Plus, I don't know if you know this. But the locals go there mm-hmm. a lot, and there was that one guy who was in there came all the way from Burnsville. Yeah, right. Went there just to eat uh, at this place. Yeah, right. It, when you when someone will travel that far to get the food, you get know it's food, good. You know it's good. So that is a telltale sign that you're not going to go anything wrong. There's nothing like. There's probably nothing bad on this menu <laughs> so 
so let's let's have a quick discussion about the desserts. Let's see. Uh, Pam, you got the sour cream pound cake. Uh, yeah. Edwin got the peach cobbler. Yes. And I got the sweet potato pie. So, Pam, how was your cake? I, I prefer this pound cake over the pound cake that you would get from, like, your local market. Because I think in the menu, was it, like, a sour cream pound cake? Yeah. Something weird? Yeah, sour cream I'm pound like, cake. I was like, huh, never had sour cream pound cake before, but let's give it a go. Ooh. Um. I think if this was more, how do I describe it? More solid, but with it, without it losing its puffiness. I don't know if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not more full. Is it more denser? It's denser, but still, I would say that it's still fluffy. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, this portion was, I think, built for two, but. Yeah. <laughs> I ate it all. <laughs> um, to my surprise, uh, um, it had like a hint of lemon to it. Oh yeah, which was pleasant. It was pleasant. Yeah. I was like, ooh, lemon. So it cake. wasn't bland. Yeah, you know, with a little bit of frosting uh, on it, but it was the hint of lemon that was like, ooh, yeah. This is a different pound cake, and I I prefer this better than oh. whatever you could get. I love lemon pound cake. Yeah, but I never get the ones in the market like a like a supermarket because they cheat. I have not come come across a pound cake on the ingredients list where there was actually butter oh. in there, and that's the difference. So I'm sure that they're using butter because that's one of the main ingredients in a pound cake is okay. butter, and a lot of them get away from putting just oil. Okay. Right? Right. And you can tell the difference because oil isn't doesn't make it nearly as dense as if you use like butter. It's not as rich. Mm. You know? And gotcha. sometimes yeah. sometimes they really mess up and it's like, oh, I didn't know I ordered sponge cake. Mm. You know? Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm sure they're using butter. They're actually making a proper, proper pound cake. And re and remember, I mean this 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 uh, piece was like I swear, was built for two people. I ate it all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sharing this. I'm sorry. But besides, mine. besides Matt, you're not hungry. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. What about you, Edwin? How's the peach yeah, cobbler? How was your peach cobbler? Oh, I ate it up. <laughs> it was good. I got, I got one bite of it. <laughs> it was good. I ate it up. And I, here's the thing, right? I was so full, I didn't even eat all my, you know, I didn't eat all my, all my food when we were there because I was already yeah. full and I didn't eat the dessert while we were there because I was already full. But hey, yeah. before I went to bed, right, <laughs> I ate it. Is that, honestly, that, that slice, I thought you were only going to be able to eat half of it before bed. No, because and as soon as I take the first taste... Nope, it's gone. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep you it was gone. Down. Yeah, it was good. Like I, uh, he chowed down. They're doing they're doing everything right. Oh, okay. Like they did everything right, and 
seriously, they need to open up a sit-down restaurant over there because that was the only thing I have to sort of like tick them off, like to 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 give them less points is because yeah, they did not have a proper seating area. You know, and I know they used to because they have pictures of a of whatever play you know if, if it was the same building or not. They actually had like a mm-hmm. sit-down area, and you can tell because when you go there, there's like food like like articles and freaking awards and all this other stuff right that's yeah. there <laughs> so but yeah the peach cobbler was excellent i will get it again when i go there again because trust me i will go there again <laughs> and get the jerk chicken and they had oxtail which i really want to try too yeah um and um they just weren't I just they just they didn't they did not disappoint me really i mean <laughs> even though i felt like they they gave me bananas instead of plantains i didn't fault them for it because it was it, still freaking good yeah <laughs> right. and, and there's every possibility that they just yeah. did something differently that just maybe they could get plantains i don't know yeah may, maybe they got <laughs> different plantains or maybe they they maybe they have a different process that yeah. just makes them taste a little more banana than than most plantains so, Angela, what, what, about what, yours? what about your what about dessert? Your, your sweet yours? potato. Oh, my sweet potato pie was so good. So creamy. Um, yeah, I had a taste of it. Yeah, you did. It, like, okay. The seasoning for, for sweet potato pie is very much like pumpkin pie, yeah. but without that mm. without that tang of pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay like, that makes sense. Like, I think like if, if someone were to say, oh, I hate pumpkin pie, it's Give it's probably this. the pumpkin. They'd probably like this sweet yeah, potato pie. They'd probably like this better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the crust. I am very picky about my pie crusts because I I make a really good pie crust, and it, not to not to brag or anything, <laughs> but like so I get I get very picky about my pie crust. There are a lot of places where the pie crust gets a little soggy before it gets cooked, so it's get yeah. and ends up just really dense really chewy i don't like super chewy pie crust yeah mm-hmm. this one the pie crust was good yeah okay it wasn't like flaking apart like like i, t- I tend to lean towards flaking apart pie crust but this one like it wasn't a flaking it wasn't a it wasn't falling apart and like it had just the right amount of of crispness yeah. versus softness and it is it was really good Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't. I could tell it wasn't store bought. Yeah. I could tell it okay. wasn't like you can tell if the pie crust that they're using was pre-made because it'll have sort of like that the that dense hard chewiness. dense chewiness on the crust. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Um. Which this one didn't. This was flaky. Yeah. It, it was either they were making it mm. with like it was either they were making it with like like. Like um, the only thing I could think of to 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 cut time on making it is that they went and bought pastry dough because <laughs> that'll give the they'll give the same impression that it was it was it was made it was like it, handmade. It, whatever they were whatever they were doing, like but, it was not the mass produced yeah. pie crust that ends up chewy and and yeah. There's there's plenty of places that do that. You know, they've just made they they buy like bulk stock of pie crusts you know and this definitely was not that yeah this 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 was good stuff yeah. 
It was good. Okay. All so, right. Uh, how did they roll for our dinner? Pam, what would you give it? <laughs> um, I would give it an 18. Um, I will have to admit, like, I did not know that dine-in was really not an option. Um, but you know what? I, I mean, I, I, I really can't find any other reason to ding, you know, ding the store, uh, the score mm -hmm. down any more, any further. I mean, everything seemed home cooked. Yeah. And I think I, it's, it's, it was their intent. This is soul food. And yeah. I've really, it, the food itself really felt like as if I was going to someone's house. And have whatever their mom is cooking. Yeah. It, that it really did. And I just enjoyed all the food. It was the flavor uh, was on par. The portions were. Yeah, a bit a bit too much for one person. <laughs> but I mean, they, I mean, they already gave it in a that's, takeout. And I was like, okay, that's yeah, a, that's a plus it. to me. <laughs> and also and also for the price that we paid yeah uh yeah that was that was a good deal i think mm -hmm. and and the desserts i was like wow like who would have thought of sour cream pound cake i didn't think <laughs> it would leave that type of impression on me mm -hmm. but i i would definitely come back um edwin i would give it a 17. okay only because, and I, this is, this is, only because the, I didn't realize it was a, it was takeout only. Except for mm -hmm. one table, right? That yeah. is the only, and then I didn't really understand what was that. I felt like I was like going to a, a bank teller, you know? Oh, <laughs> like, the layout of it? Yeah, I felt like I was going to go over there and deposit money or something, you know, or, or, or. Uh, or getting my car out of the impound. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I didn't understand it. You know, because it was literally like plexiglass with, I, with the. <laughs> I, I don't think they, I think they put it up for, for you know, when when like things COVID. started opening COVID. up. Beth, Ed, That's yeah. the only thing I can so think I, of. But yeah, I, I think they just haven't taken that back down. Maybe. I don't know. But it just felt like that the, the um, it was almost like they were trying to go for the environment, but sort of like. Like there were, you know, like something happened along the way, and but that's all I can't. I mean, the again, yeah, like what Pam said, the food was excellent, on par. It was great. Mm -hmm. It's just that I kind of felt like, like kind, of, I, I, I really want them to to have a sit down area. That's more substantial than one table. I think, I think, on their website they should note that. They that, should like, know that you know, yeah. dine-in is not an option at this present time, at, at least. Yeah, and I think I think they would, I think they would definitely benefit from it because seriously, like, if people only knew how good this food is, right? Yeah, they would they would benefit from having somewhere to sit down, and um, 
Yeah, we got lucky because the guy the guy was leaving. While we were still <laughs> waiting for yeah, our food. And we were literally like, clean the table, clean the table, you know, dragging a chair over at the waiting area and <laughs> you know, like, you <laughs> and know. the gal behind the counter was like, "Wait, wait, wait! Let me wipe that yeah, off for you first. Table. Let me wipe the table. You know, it was like that. So it was kind of like, you know, like I just, I just, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of a weird experience when we first got there. You remember how we were like walking around, to see if there was like another entrance? Well, maybe this is the takeout area, and there's another entrance somewhere. You know, and that was nope. That's the entrance, and it's that. <laughs> that's it. So. Yeah, so- yeah, they they probably had had a lot of things just maybe the maybe something had to be changed in the layout of the building and they just have not had the funds built yeah. up to, enough to to get a new dining area. I don't know. Perhaps. Their kitchen yeah. is huge. Like I didn't yeah. realize how big their kitchen was, but it's like when we were looking at the yeah. like trying to find the other entrance, you know? Yeah, and it's it's possible that <laughs> like, what wow. they used to have for for a dining area, it's possible that the owner of the building probably leased it to the place next door. Probably, like they, maybe. They were like, it might have been like, oh yeah, the the place next door is willing to pay this much for that part of the building. You Can you pay that? And I'm like, eh, no. Because sometimes yeah. landlords do that. It's, yeah. It's well, Angela. if someone is listening from from uh, from the from this place, there's plenty of places here around town that would be glad to have a restaurant like this. <laughs> Especially near right. me. Just saying <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Um, as for me, I personally want to give it an 18 also. Um, yeah, again, just like lack of seating area, but I definitely want to go back there. I, I, yeah. I, I need to try some of their other stuff. Like I see that they've got some, some items on the menu that are Saturdays only. I got to try it. I like <laughs> some, some of their, like, their soups and sandwiches. I, I want to try those. I got to I got to have another one of those lemonades. They sell hot really sauce. Good. They yeah. sell hot sauce too. They sell apparently. they sell hot sauce. And next yeah. time we go there, I am getting a bottle of their hot sauce. Yeah. yeah. So this this is a place like we will be back. Yeah. And we strongly recommend this place. I I yes. strongly recommend especially if we try someone who really wants to taste like you know, there's not many like Caribbean yeah. Food. I mean, I'm sorry, Bahama Breeze doesn't count, or Cantina. You know, it's like, like, yeah, <laughs> you the, know what I mean? Like the the fakey places that try to get the atmosphere but don't actually have the recipes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is this is genuine stuff. Like, I feel like this is like the, this is like going to this is like going to Casinas or Manila Walk for Filipino food. That's where you go for Filipino food. Like, right. this is where you go for Caribbean soul food. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah. all in all, we strongly recommend this place. So, how are we for time? Do we have time for our story? Uh, we're gonna have well, to table that next. Yeah, we we got a little excitable, episode. a little passionate about things, so we'll have to have a story time next time. We'll, we'll right. Just, yeah, okay. okay. All right. So we do have another food challenge uh, for next episode, and this is something that I've been sort of waiting on because. Um, number one, there is a one of the, well, I shouldn't because it might give it away, but um, it is a food taste test. Let's just say that this is a taste okay. test. It's the same kind of food, same 
dish food, but all in a different price point. Interesting, okay? interesting. So, and things might be surprising uh, when when our listeners and Pam, Pam's going to come to the studio for this for obvious reasons. And I couldn't, I couldn't today because it's too cold. It's freaking cold. And and windy. And this is something that for the people who, who are from my work will probably understand this because I was harping them on this for um, pretty much since I found out about this. <laughs> so, um, so there's a little bit of foreshadowing and a little bit of a teaser for you for next episode. So we're going to have a taste test on this particular food dish. For three different price points. Okay. And I want to know between Angela and Pam, which one do you think is number one? (laughs) The the priciest, which one tastes better? Right? And which one do you think I made? (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh! So homemade recipe versus cheap versus expensive, in a sense. So there's certain there's some okay. caveats to this, but but it's just something I've been wanting to do for a while. We were gonna do it today, but again, Pam couldn't make it out here to to Legend Creator Studios, so because it's cold and be cold. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, that's for next time. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, we'll have more stuff for you anyway. Yep. Cue the music. Cue the music. Crap. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, again for listening. We, we had a good time. We hope you did, too. Uh, again, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, my name is Angela. You can find me in a couple of places. You can find me on the... Uh, I, I'm still on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, at Pleasant Doom. Uh, you can also find me on Blue Sky, at Pleasant Doom. However that goes. My name is Pam. You can find me on Instagram at PandaCatDragon. Um, I'm also behind... Uh, the Facebook page for Legend Creators, which you could find information on this podcast as well as our other podcasts if, they, if you are interested. And you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at DIY Edwin, where I should start posting again. I haven't posted in a while. Um, and you can also find me on Blue Sky at DIY Edwin. Or do we already say our email? Our email is legendcreate. Uh, our email is uh, sorry, dungeons diners at gmail.com. Dungeon diners at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, uh, we we will be having the website relaunch very soon with a new website. Uh, we had to get a new domain, so we'll, we'll reveal that next time. Yeah, and other stuff that we're planning for that website, so it'll be really good. Like, comment share subscribe yes all that fun stuff that you do on socials yeah anyway thanks again everybody for listening to episode 86 of dungeons 
Dinings. And dorks. Comment, like, and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Comment, like, subscribe. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.